0: the right door on your way down. There's no telling where you'll end up. Can you make it through? To the night's end. just a tiny bit of insanity at work. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. Can you hear that? It sounds like something is close by. I don't know about you, friend, but I'm not sure if we should stick around to find out what it is. of smoke that keeps vanishing. Where did it go? Can you hear it? I think it's gone. It's a bit too quiet. Let's get out of here. Love Potion Written by Julia LaFond Narrated by Sarah Penn
1: A drop of honey Six lilac petals Purple, not white a single tear, beneath a full moon, mix into wine. Even though I shivered from the cold, struggling to see what I was doing with my phone flashlight, I knew that had been the easy part. My grandmother's spidery handwriting spoke of two more steps. First was the page-long chant. Unlike her, I didn't speak a word of Latin. I'd spent several hours on the internet, referencing pronunciation guides, and almost as long getting coached by a tutor who was under the impression that I was an up-and-coming voice actress. In the end, i memorized it phonetically. My fingers gripped the book tighter. I only had one chance at this. If my nerves got the better of me, it all would have been for nothing. To my relief, the long practice chant came out smooth as silk. When I concluded, the wine bottle shimmered. It easily could have been a trick of the moonlight, but it was enough for me. I carefully corked the bottle and returned home. My grandmother had been a strange woman. She made dream catchers. Little bundles of yarn, sticks and feathers. Some were small and delicate. Others were large and colorful. Her walls were covered in them. My parents, they like to joke that she started giving them away when she ran out of room. She always gave me one for my birthday. I ended up with 19. She died when I was 18. My grandmother had made the last dream catcher months in advance, entrusting it to my mother. And so, during a celebration of my life, I received a gift from a dead woman I asked her once, when I was ten, why she made dream catchers. She patted my head, smiling. There's enough time in the day to worry about all sorts of things. She tied a blue feather to the twine of the one she was working on. Nightmares shouldn't get you in your sleep as well. As I wiped down the counter... I ran the plan through my mind one more time. It was my turn to host the movie night, so Logan would arrive any minute. Due to a stroke of luck, Chris was out of town. Maggie, sadly, wouldn't be feeling up to it thanks to the cold she'd come down with. I shoved down a twinge of guilt. One week of illness in exchange for five years of perfect health was a trade she'd happily accept it when I posted it as a hypothetical. That was the closest I'd get to consent without a futile attempt to convince her that magic was real. Was it really so wrong that the timing just happened to be in my favor? <laughs> Laura, Logan called out, banging open the door. The sunlight that streamed around him was the same hue as his hair. <laughs> que pasa? You're early. I had nearly jumped out of my skin, so I rushed to the pantry to hide how flustered I was. I haven't started the popcorn yet. <laughs> I tried to tear off the plastic wrapping, but I fumbled it again and again. Here, let me. Logan hurried over, tearing it open easily. When his soft hand brushed mine, my heart stopped. (laughs) Did you just cut your nails or something? Yes, I lied, snatching the bag away and shoving it in the microwave. Then hiding my hands in my pockets. Looking forward to invasion of the radioactive death turtles? Obviously. He got out the big popcorn bowl without even looking. He'd been to my apartment so many times. He knew it as well as he knew his own. He knew me as well as himself. So, why hadn't he realized we were perfect for each other yet? Why did he keep throwing himself into obviously doomed relationships, then act surprised when they inevitably blew up in his dimpled, clean-shaven, irresistible face? Right now, I enjoyed a mockery of a respite. He'd half-jokingly sworn off girls a few weeks back. At least I didn't have to pretend to be happy for his latest conquest while Envy carved ulcers into my stomach. But Chris's impish look at the proclamation reflected what we all knew. Logan wouldn't stay single long. Maggie's not coming, by the way. Startled from my reverie, I slapped an exaggerated frown onto my face. Oh no! What happened? She's not feeling well. Guess it's just you and me, I commented lightly, watching him sidelong for any hint, any spark. Sure is, he shrugged. Oh well. Hopefully, next time the whole gang can show up. It's never as much fun without everyone. Nothing. The two of us alone for an entire evening, and there wasn't even the slightest trace of interest in his cornflower blue eyes. In that case, I said, reaching for the wine bottle, want something to make the night go a little smoother? She'd hidden the spellbook in a container of yarn. I didn't know what to make of it at first. It wasn't the strangest thing I'd found in my grandmother's house, but it didn't make sense. Half the pages were dedicated to dark, forbidden rituals, things that went against all of my grandmother's principles. It was only when I found her handwritten notes, tucked away behind her books about healing crystals, that I began to understand. They spoke of antidotes, defensive spells, and breaking curses. For every dark spell in that book, she had found a counter. All except one. The popcorn bowl was as empty as our wine glasses. Yet, Logan remained on the far end of the couch, eyes glued to the screen. Soda, he cried incredulously. Their weakness is soda. I forced myself to laugh along. It tasted like stale disappointment. Pulling the blanket tighter, I eyed the wine bottle. Why hadn't it worked? Logan stretched and yawned. That was fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, I replied, barely holding back tears. Once he was gone, I would guzzle the rest of the bottle. It had failed as a potion, but it would definitely get me sloppy drunk. With any luck, drunk enough to forget this entire fiasco. When we got to the door, he hesitated. His eyes pierced into mine as if he gave me a long, searching look. Like he'd never seen me before today. But even as his pupils dilated, he glanced away, rubbing the back of his head. See you later, he grunted, hurrying out. I stared after him heart, fluttering with hope. It was the luck spell that finally got me. I felt silly, prancing around my room with a shiny penny and a four-leaf clover. But with finals coming up and my GPA on the line, I'd succumbed to the temptation to try it. If nothing else, maybe the placebo effect would help. (laughs) When I finished the ritual, I felt a jolt of energy, unlike anything, really. I barely had enough time to wonder if I'd been struck by lightning before the compulsion settled in, driving me to my desk. Reading, circling, outlining, seemingly at random, a small voice in my head wondered what I was even doing, but the inspiration humming through me drowned it out. I didn't just pass my exams. I aced them. That was the day I met Logan. That was the night I pored over the spellbook, considering what else it could do. "'So it's a date?' asked Logan, shifting from foot to foot in my doorway. Lifting the bouquet of red roses up to my face, I inhaled deeply. The sweet scent might as well have been cocaine. (laughs) "'It's a date,' I replied, giddily. I'd never seen him smile like that before.' (laughs) My grandmother's notes focused on counteracting dark magic. So why had she spent so much time trying to reverse a love potion? I read the spell again and again and again, cross-referencing her notes. If it was brewed wrong, it simply wouldn't work. There was no such thing as an overdose. Too much wouldn't cause the recipient to become obsessed needy, or irrationally self-sacrificing. It could only be created and administered by someone who longed for the recipient, so there was no chance of entrancing the wrong person, or that the recipient would accidentally fall for the wrong person. If the spell's caster lost interest, the potion would wear off, and the couple would gradually drift apart. No melodramatic deaths from a broken heart, It worked exactly as intended, with no side effects. So why had my grandmother marked it as dark and forbidden? Surely it couldn't be so bad. Logan and I, we were soulmates. It would just give our romance a little push. You and Logan. Chris sipped his beer. Yes. I was grinning so wide. I felt like my cheeks might split. Just be careful. What do you mean? (laughs) It's nothing, really. He sighed, scratching his nose. He's told a lot of people he loved them, only to leave them for someone else. Lots of heartbroken girls in his wake. He took a gulp of beer. And after them, one gullible guy grumbled. Oh. Oh! The never-ending string of breakups. Chris's knowing smile when Logan swore off girls. The heartbreak that now simmered in his eyes. Could I have missed it? Logan was gay. Which meant the only reason Logan left Chris for me. <sighs> the room blurred away as my dreams of happily ever after morphed into a nightmare. Hey, Laura. Logan spun me around and kissed me. Long and slow. Lips like honey wine, he teased as he pulled back. Honey wine. That's what he told me. Every kiss tasted sweet and intoxicating. What should have been romantic flattery made my stomach churn. It wasn't me was the potion. It had always been the potion. I knew that. And I still kissed him back. What are you up to? He asked, reaching for my book. A beginner's guide to Wicca? He wiggled his fingers. Are you going to cast a spell on me? It was my grandmother's. I lied. Taking it back. I had bought it, along with another stack of books, to research an antidote. Preferably in time to get Logan back with the person he actually loved. Or at least, back on speaking terms. The image of Logan smiling at Chris, the way he was smiling at me, flooded my mouth with bile. I swallowed it, along with the lump in my throat. Logan chuckled. I know. He tucked my bangs behind my ears. You don't need any spells to charm me. Except I did. When he leaned in to kiss me once more, it tasted like honey, wine, and regret. When I was seven, I watched The Wizard of Oz. I proceeded to have recurring nightmares about the Wicked Witch of the West, sending her flying monkeys after me. One night, my grandmother stayed up to comfort me. I hate magic, I sobbed. And witches, they're evil. What about Glinda, asked my grandmother as she stroked my hair. Was she evil? I sniffled, considering. No. Witches can be evil, but they don't have to be. Neither does magic. She continued gently. What matters is how you use it. Once I'd calmed down, she'd hung up all the dream catchers my parents had stowed away for being tacky. I stopped having nightmares after that. Logan, down on one knee, smiled nervously as sweat dripped down his forehead, holding the glittering diamond ring aloft. I wanted it. I wanted it like I had never wanted anything in my life. All I had to do was say yes. Yes. I think we should take a break. I blurted out. I studied magic, witchcraft, and the occult like it was a second degree. I combed through book after book, quickly learning to sift out what was real and what was wishful thinking. When I met practitioners, I learned to spot the con artists even faster. Nothing else mattered. Not friends, not family, not jobs. No matter what, I had to fix my mistake. I had to find an antidote. A way to break the curse. Because the only other way was to stop wanting Logan. And it would be easier to cut out my heart. Hey, hey, Logan eased the door open, eyeing me with concern. How have you been? Terrible, which was probably how I looked. Worn out clothes, permeated with burnt sage, bags beneath my eyes from late night studying, greasy hair I hadn't washed properly. Because I forgot to pay the utility bill. But he wouldn't care. I took a deep breath. I lost my way for a while. I couldn't tell him the full truth. In the end, I hadn't failed. I'd given up. My biggest regret was that I'd spent so long pointlessly torturing myself with guilt when Logan had been right here for the taking. He reached for my hands concern washed away by a soft smile. Glad you found your way back. I pulled him close my hands trembling. I love you. I whispered, leaning my forehead against his. I will never stop loving you. I love you too, he replied, eyes shining like sapphires. He kissed me once more, long and slow. It was lies. It was all a lie. I shut the voice out because it didn't matter. We were happy. I was happy. My dream come true. Tasted like honey and wine.
0: You've been listening to The Night's End Podcast, which is a production of Dissonance Media. Love Potion was written by Julia Lafont. Julia is a geoscience astrobiology PhD candidate at Penn State, where she regularly attended the Creative Writing Club pre-pandemic. She's also a member of hashtag Steel, a group of YA writers who found each other through pitch wars. The repertoire includes short and flash fiction, poetry, and science communication pieces. When not in the lab or writing, she enjoys reading, gaming, and advocating for disability rights. To connect with Julia, visit her website at jklafondwriter.wordpress.com. This episode was narrated by Sarah Penn. To hear more from Sarah, she is the lead character in the amazing podcast Rapture 518. Rapture 518 is a horror psychological thriller audio drama produced in Canada. Dr. Sarah Penn is a resident physician, but she has not been at work for a few weeks. Part of this is because of the unpredictable outbreak that's turned mild mannered pedestrians into flesh eating psychopaths. People are much less predictable than the undead. Welcome to Rapture. Welcome home. You can search for it wherever you listen to podcasts. Jimmy Horace was performed by James Barnett. This episode was edited and produced by James Barnett. If you're enjoying this season so far, please consider leaving a rating and a review, as it helps us reach more people. Or for as little as a dollar a month, you can join our Patreon for access to exclusive episodes. And as always, stay horrific everyone.